It's 2023, and we've got brand new music and a brand new video from The Last Trumpet coming right up in just a moment. I'm Jennifer Benson with the band Ignescent, and we're excited to be at the Hanahan Amphitheater on May 13th, 2023 for Get Revelation Rock Fest. See you there. What do you get when you take a soul-piercing song and combine it with a visually stunning video? You get what we're about to see from The Last Trumpet, and it's called Shadow of Me.
here they are with us live all the way from North Carolina via the World Wide Web and the magic of the modern technology that we have. It's the last trumpet. My goodness, that was a major, major production. You know, that just wasn't Chris in the in the living room of TLT with a camcorder doing that. That's the real deal video right there. Tiffany and, and crew, can you tell us how how did this vi this video come about? I mean, there definitely were a lot of people behind the scenes and you know, looking at the quality of it, it takes money to do that. How were you guys able to pull this video off? This was kind of lengthy. Um, I know that we had been talking, you know, probably over the last year, maybe even year and a half, that we needed to start doing music videos and getting ourselves out there a little more. And um, I think our issue is, is that we've always wanted high quality, high end you know, product, but with that, you know, comes price tags and connections and knowing the right people. And um, we had released, um, or we had started working on and working on recording Shadow of Me. And I felt in my spirit that we were supposed to do a video to this one because there's so much to the testimony behind it. But it's not just my decision. It's not just Chris's decision. We always take our big decisions and stuff to the band as a whole and we vote. And we even put out other song options out there with Shadow um, to kind of figure out, you know, which one would you want to see a music video on? And um, by the end of the vote, um, sure enough, Shadow was voted as the one. And then um, we wound up going with, um, our buddies at Broadhead Music Group um, for production and filming. And um, we, Chris and I sat here in the living room and we did quite a bit of research on looking at other people's music videos on YouTube and looking at the quality, things that we liked, things that we didn't like, things we wished we could see more of. And I think one thing that was very evident for me in this song is with the history of the song, it is my testimony and it's the first and only song that I have ever written. Um, and so it's, it's a very important thing for me and the testimony behind it um, is used as part of my healing and the video, um, I feel like is pretty much the final staple of, okay, I'm breathing it out and other people can take it in to minister to them the way that the whole process has kind of ministered to me. And that's our prayer for, the video is that it will touch people that are as desperate as I was in that place. Um, but with music videos, we all know that there's a lovely price tag that comes along with that. <laughs> and um, I, I, I just told the crew, like, you know, how, how do we do this? What do we do? Should we fundraise? Should we just try to like save up a little at a time? You know, how do we do it? Um, so it started with me contacting uh, Jeff Parr with Broadhead Music Group, um, Jenna Parr's dad. <laughs> and um, I asked him what that would look like for them to work with us as far as pricing and, um, you know, how it, would they even consider it? Because, you know, they have their own artists and we are not signed to their label. And so for them to take the time out away from their artists to focus on us for a weekend and get this done was just the whole experience has been humbling, but um, when it comes to getting the money together for the actual video, our video is a hundred percent donor financed. So that means our fans, our friends, our family, every our, our Hell Raider Nation <laughs> basically put this together for us. <laughs> God, um, I guess, just moved on people's hearts. They wanted to see, you know, what was going to come from the testimony from the song and. Um, God just worked it out and our, our, our donors have been like huge for us with this video. So we are so grateful and we are humbled at what has been provided to us for this experience. Wow. God just really wanted that to happen with all of the, all of the divine appointments and connections that you all came across for this to happen. And I'll tell you what. Jeff Parr and the Broadhead Music Group, what a group of people to work with. They are just absolutely amazing. And 
they are one of those groups that we work with. And as a matter of fact, work with extensively for Get Revelation Rock Fest because they provide the sound and the lighting as well as some awesome musicians like Jenna Parr and Ziggy. And this year they're bringing in Red Letter Rising as well. It was just so neat to see. And I, you know, I've been with you guys part of the Hell Raider Nation. That's Hell Raider, not Hell Razor Nation. Hell Raider <laughs> Nation. <laughs> For like four years now. And just to see the growth in what God's doing in you going from, you know, when, when I first started listening to your music, I was like, oh yeah, these are these people are great. The TLT, I like it. I like the heart behind it. But you've just grown so much, not just in your sound, but in your lyrical content and the, and the presentation. I mean, you're up there now with those bands that is a professional quality video and that is just a very soul piercing uh track shadow of me and we're going to deep dive into that a little bit later into the live stream we do have to take a quick break uh for a get revelation rock fest uh update real quick because somebody just joined us in the green room and we're going to bring them on and we'll be right back get revelation rock fest 2023 update and look at that. Wow. The old switcheroo. <laughs> there we are. We have Crystal from AMK Accessories as well as her daughters. And they're going to be making their way to get Revelation Rock Fest on May 13th. Crystal, what is it that you and your daughters are going to be bringing to Charleston, South Carolina? So we are a, a jewelry making, um, keychain making family. <laughs> And so um, we've got earrings that we make. Um, and then we've also have lanyards. Let me nice. lanyards. Um, we make bookmarks. So lots of beaded stuff. Um, more keychains that we make. Nice. Um, there's another keychain. And we got earrings. So just all kinds of different women accessories. <laughs> that is awesome. We are so excited that you're going to be with us at Get Revelation Rock Fest and go ahead and get your tickets now, as you can see at the bottom of the ticker on the screen, get them at lithoscry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Now, Crystal, I have to ask this question. Are you ready to see TLT, the last trumpet live on the big stage in Charleston, Absolutely. South Carolina? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they are going to rock the house. You know, it's one thing to see the last trumpet at a small venue or maybe at a church, but it's a whole nother thing when they've got thousands of power, thousands of amps of power and watts <laughs> and voltage behind them. They bring on a show and we are looking forward to having you, Crystal. Again, this Thank is you. Crystal and her daughters from AMK Accessories, and they are <laughs> going to be at Get Revelation Rock Fest 2023. Crystal. Thank you so much for joining us Thank this you. evening. Thank you. Okay. And there we go. TLT back in the house. <laughs> We've got some comments coming in already. We got Michael who's been watching tonight. Michael, thank you for joining us. He says, looking at you on the big screen, looking at us, looking at you. Great song, great sound, <laughs> great spirit. And, you know, I think Shannon is over there instigating all of this. And she's, yeah, uh, she does that. Yeah, I, <laughs> Shannon is a woman who can be in two places at the same time. Um, there she is. <laughs> it's a talent I have. <laughs> You're a multi-talented, multi-talented and multi-faceted band. So, Tiffany, I want to talk a little bit more about the testimony behind Shadow of Me. This is a very powerful song, and you can see the emotion uh, when you're delivering the lyrics in the song and you're in the video. Can you share with us that that testimony? Oh, I will try. <laughs> um, I, I did want to say before I go into that that um, Shannon and I actually know Crystal from AMK um, accessories very well and we actually wear her stuff on the regular so you're getting a good product when you buy from her and she's awesome. also seeing her own website very soon so if you're interested go look her up on facebook because she's there and it's amk accessories and we love her we love her heart we love her um but as far as um the song goes i think everybody has everybody has had hey y'all Everybody has had an experience where 
you have this place where you reach, it's, it's just desperation. There's nothing else there, but that desperation. Um, and over a course of probably three to four years, um, my family had taken some hits with a lot of loss and medical diagnoses and medical crises. And there was one loss um, after that, that kind of just pushed me over what I felt like was my edge. Um, the cracks in what I felt like were my foundation and pillar of strength snapped. And in this place of loss, and devastation and drowning, literally. Um, I, there were nights where I literally, and Chris can, can vouch for this, um, I literally was begging God to end my life. I didn't want to be here. I was tired of feeling the pain that I was feeling. Um, the hurt that I was experiencing was beyond measure, it wasn't something that I felt like anybody could get a grip on, let alone me. And in that place of desperation, I just, I told him, I was like, please just take me out. Just take me out. Just end it for me. I can't end it and I won't because I know it's not my job, but you can do it. You end my life for me. Take it from me. I felt like it would be the only way my pain would stop. And so needless to say, his plans for me were different than what I was begging for. Um, and in that um, came a day where I was in sitting here in this very rocking chair <laughs> um, with my head, my headphones plugged in. I hadn't listened to music. I hadn't done anything, you know, for weeks, maybe even a month or so at a time. And I just was sitting there and I felt prompted. I felt like I finally heard the Lord and he said, turn the music on. And I thought, I really don't want to turn anything on. I don't want to even turn myself on. You want me to turn some music on? And I heard him say it again. So I went and got um, my cell phone. I plugged in my headphones. I plugged in. I sat back down in this rocking chair and I told him, I said, okay, here's the thing. You're telling me to play the music, but you have to send me the music you expect me to listen to. I'll give you five songs to speak to me, and then I'm cutting it back off. This is just where I was at. I was angry. I was hurting. I just was dead. I just didn't want to be here. And sure enough, um, in that place, He met me there. He met me right there, literally. I closed my eyes and the music started to play. And I had a vision of me running, just full force, running like I was fleeing something, like something was coming after me, fleeing. And I hit this brick wall. But what I hit was my, my father's chest and the embrace that I felt in that moment of launching myself into his chest and the embrace that I felt in his arms was so tangible, so tangible. Immediately when I felt that embrace, my insides started to change. And I can't explain that. I can't explain that other than to tell you that he's very real. And in those places of desperation and death, he will meet you there if you ask. Because he met me there. He met me in that place. That is... I can do. No, no that is just... I would just like for all of our viewers and listeners to think about that for a minute, just the reality of God. We're not talking about just some God that's out there in the sky that doesn't care, that doesn't yeah. feel, that doesn't love us. We're not talking about just religious stuff. We're not talking about 
um, a pablum. We're talking about a real living God who speaks today. And he speaks even when we're, he speaks very clearly when we're, when we're broken. And for some reason, it's at those times when we're the most broken that we can hear him the clearest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the reality of what happened is so evident in this track, in the song, when you listen to it, it is just, just jam packed with truths that I want to dive into and expound upon a little bit more. But there's something that you said that I find very interesting where God said to you, turn the music on. I had that happen a couple days ago where I was getting ready to dive into deep prayer. I was like, oh man, I am just going to dive into prayer right now and get into the presence of the Lord. And I heard him very clearly speak, listen to music. And that just goes totally in the face <laughs> of what the religious mindset would would think. But I did that, and I had a very, it's something we can talk about at a later time, a very uh, unique experience with the Lord, very deep experience with the Lord, and it was through the music. And really, you know, I'm seeing a connection here, Tiffany, the way that you're giving back through this song what God gave to you through the music that you listened to, the healing that was going on, that he was using through the music you were listening to, what you're doing by releasing the song and releasing this video, mm-hmm. you're giving back what you've received. Yeah. And God's going to bless you and, and TLT for that. <coughs> and I, I really believe that. It's such a powerful song. If you missed it at the beginning, it's called Shadow of Me. You can um, go back and watch this on the replay or listen to it again. And hey, we've got another comment. It's from Debbie. Hey, I know Debbie. <laughs> we love That's you, my Pat. wife. Yes. <laughs> she says, awesome seeing you again, TLT. So we went through the, we, we discussed the testimony. We talked about that and it's deep. I want to go even deeper and ask the tough question tonight. As you know, in every edition of Raven's Heart, there has to be at least one difficult question. Now, I'm not looking to stump our guests and I'm not <laughs> looking to stump our viewers. This is not stump the chump, okay? We want to go in and we're really exploring. This is about Jesus. You know, the rock and roll music and everything that we do, the music, God uses that. But when you get right down to it, it, it takes you right to the chest, into the heart of the Father. That's where you're going to run into so here's the difficult question. Are we ready? We'll try. Are you ready to? Okay. <laughs> as, as ready as we're going to be. <laughs> we've been taught that we've got the id, the ego, and the superego by Freud. That's our personality, what it's uh, basically comprised of. And boy, I'll tell you what, culture and even church culture spends a good amount of time grooming our ego, our superego, and our id, which we consider to be our personality or who we are. Why would somebody want to be a shadow of themselves? Why is our ego, id, and superego not sufficient? Why should we want to get away from those things and become less and become a shadow? Because you want God to take over. Well, it's very clear when he says, you know, his thoughts are higher than ours. So the thing that you think is right for yourself is not necessarily. And I think that's the importance of having relationship with him is even in the place of my desperation, I wanted my life to end, but I knew that he was higher than me and that if anybody could stop my pain, it was him. So I left the ultimate decision in his hands because ultimately I trusted that he would do the right thing for me. And that's the thing, like, I mean, I trust myself, but in a place of desperation, there are just times where I don't want to have to think for myself, if that makes sense. And I know that he's still thinking on the throne, even when I don't want to, and that his thoughts are higher than mine. And I think when you submit yourself to that, it becomes a transformation of shadows. The shadow I was in was a shadow of death. It's where I wanted to be. I wanted to hide in the shadow of death. But I I was transitioned in that embrace, that tangible embrace when he met me where I was because I asked and he loves me and he met me there. 
I then became shadowed in his wings. And that's biblical. He hides us in the shadow of his wings. So for me, when you can drop yourself and rely on the one whose thoughts are higher than your own, there's a morphing of shadows that takes place. That is the basis of the song for me. Now, I can't speak for these guys, but I will say in testimony portion that I think this song became somewhat important to all of us in different manners, but these guys were with me through a lot of that pain and they watched things morph and change and take place. And um, so the song just really has, it's just about transitioning yourself from being in a shadow of death, because that's what we bring on ourselves, whether it's what we feel, it's what we think, it's what we do to ourselves, not knowing we put ourselves in predicaments that put us in a shadow of death consciously or so, or, or not. But when you realize that there's a true relationship between your father and yourself and his goal for you is to hide you in the shadow of his wings, there's a morphing from light, from, from dark to light. And who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to let that burden and shadow of death go? Who wouldn't want that? Well, I think it's like when God's presence takes over and mm -hmm. comes over and, and <clears throat> is cast over you. When something's cast over a light and you look to the side of it, what do you see? Just a shadow. And so when he's taken over all that, that's all that remains because his yeah. glory begins to come forward and shine through all of that mess. That is so well said. And, you know, Tiffany, our default setting is death. Our default setting is negative. Mm -hmm. And it takes a saving experience. Now, there is that point of salvation where somebody's born again and they're brought into the kingdom. But we need to be saved from that default setting on a regular basis. And that's kind of what I hear you saying in this is that, you know, we walk through that val uh, the valley of the shadow of death, but we need him to rescue from that, us from that and be brought under the shadow of his wings. And yes, his, uh, his ways are very much higher than our ways. And it just blows my mind how when he's thinking of you, especially in this situation, he's thinking of somebody thousands of miles away who might be in the same situation at the same time and has the perfect answer for that, that his wisdom is unfathomable and it just blows my mind. And you just have to stand in awe of how awesome God is. And our minds just can't comprehend that. I mean, my goodness, I can't even multitask. Well, you know, most of the time I'm looking for my keys and <laughs> trying to find where they are. When I'm trying to do something else, or I can't remember why I went to the refrigerator to look into in it. So, <laughs> well, I think it goes to to show Glenn that what I'm hoping people will see um, when they watch the video, if they are me out there, if they are the me that's out there, and they see the video, what my heart hopes they see is that my shadow of death was morphed because my father loved me enough to heal me and that he took my death wish. He took my death wish and he turned it around so much so that now there's a song and a video to show me still living in what he called me to live in. That's what I hope they see. And that's a testimony. That is that video is not just what you're saying and not what you're just singing. Everything about it is a testimony Yes, and it's on the World Wide web. It's on YouTube. It's for the entire world to see. And that's one of the things that I love about the technology that we have today is that you're able to share that testimony throughout the world and it can just, it can just explode. And we just ask right now in Jesus name that the right person who needs to see that video and who needs to stumble across this live stream and this podcast, that they would receive healing. And Hey, if you need assistance, if you need help, reach out to us and I can get you in touch with Tiffany. You can reach out to us at lithoscry. That's L I T H O S C R Y at gmail.com. 
we do enjoy getting um, viewer and listener uh, emails, especially when you need help. And we're here to help. This is more than just about the music, as we said earlier. It's more than just about the bands. It's about Jesus. And really, when it all comes down to it, it's about you, the listener and the viewer. That's why we're doing this, is to serve you with Jesus and serve you with the gospel and the good news of healing and that there is hope. You do not have to die. You not, do not have to want to die. Jesus can rescue you. His name is Yeshua, which means salvation. And we need that, not just once so that we can have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but so that we, in, you know, so that we can live a life of abundance. And we've got Jim joining in tonight and Jim is watching from the hospital. Jim, we hope that you're okay or your family's okay. And we pray healing right now and ask for healing and decree healing in Jesus name for you and the situation that you're, that's going on in the hospital right now. We thank you for taking the time to join us because we're here TLT and yours truly your favorite and only Raven's heart host um, (laughs) is here for you. You know, Tiffany, and I do have to say this, and this is for all of TLT. I did not do this at the end of the video, but the song and the video, it does get Amy's paw of approval. So (laughs) 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 you get the, you get the, you get the golden paw. You know, there is one verse in this song that you sing, Tiffany, that just really sticks out to me. And it's got me right where I'm at right now, because you know, it's, it's crazy when you listen to a song, it's just like reading scripture. You can read a verse and then read it over and over again. And it gets you and speaks to you in a different, in a different way each time. But that verse is take me far away from my doubt, away from myself. Can you expound upon the relationship between doubt and our perceived selves, the people that we think we are? Hmm. <laughs> So doubt, I feel like for me in that place, doubt was unbelief that he would love me enough to alleviate the things that were hurting me. I believed that he would do it for others. I didn't believe he would do it for me. But in in, in knowing how absurd that is at this point, I'm a child of God. That's who I am. And when scripture says that if he clothes the birds, how much more will he clothe his children? How much more will he provide for his children? How much more healing will he provide for his children? How much more will he cover his children if he covers the birds? And I think revelation of who I was, like who we are when we get inside of ourselves and we step outside of our relationship with him. That's when all the things that are the enemy's playground sneak in. And when we latch onto that, we lose part of our true identity. Our true identity is who we are that Christ made us to be. I was not called to die in that period. The Lord already knew this video was coming, but I was clueless. He is higher than me. There's a place of humble knowing who you are. And as a child of God, he says in his word that he wants you to prosper, that he has plans of good for you, not to harm you. And when you step outside of your relationship with him, you lose those things. You forget those things. And it took me hearing him to draw me back to the music, his word in the music, for him to touch me and remind me, you're still mine. My say-so is final. And so even for... The, the gentleman in the hospital, I would say that no matter what's going on with you, that his word is final. His word is healing. And I, no matter what is happening to you, sir, I pray that you acknowledge who you are in him. You are a child of Christ. He is your father and he longs to live in you and heal you and bring you out of the things that are hurting you. 
And so in Jesus' name, I just pray that you be touched in a mighty way. But I think as far as knowing who we are, Glenn, it's a matter of relationship maintenance (laughs) and not letting the little slithers take root. ties into something that you and I were talking about the other day, Tiffany, and that's about the children of Israel and the giants as well. When Israel was commanded to cross the Jordan and go into the promised land, uh, before they did that, they sent the spies and you had Caleb and Joshua and the other spies as well. And they came back with the report. It's like, man, this place is filled with stuff that's going to allow us to prosper. It's a land of milk and honey and the grapes, they're so big and going to be awesome and you know, everything that God promised. But hey, we got this uh, slight problem over here. We got some of these uh, uh, fallen angel, human hybrid giants over here that are like, you know, nine feet tall and they're bigger and stronger than us. And Israel's, their their hearts fainted, their hearts melted. And they're like, no, we're not going to go across there because we can't defeat them. And when you and I were talking, Tiffany, it became so apparent that Israel did not take the promised land at first because of the giants. It was because of themselves. It was because of their doubt. They never confronted the giants, and God had already promised them that this is yours. All you need to do, they did not understand their identity as as a member of the nation of Israel under the covenant of God. And that's what we need to realize as believers really today. And that's why this verse in the song, take me far away from my doubt, away from myself. We have to get out of ourselves. We really do to walk in to what God has promised us. Now, I'm not talking about uh, a brand new Lexus or anything like that. There are certain things God has promised and that he desires to bestow upon his children for a couple of reasons, one of which it glorifies himself. And number two, it gives us the ability to reach other people. He wants us to be, he wants us to walk in that, in that covenant relationship with him. I'm not talking about twisted prosperity gospel. I'm talking about the things that even Jesus said. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more, what? Abundantly. But we have to get out of ourselves. We have to go farther from our doubt and away from ourselves to walk and to cross the Jordan into the promised land. And that's in Numbers 13 and 14 for those who want to take a take a look at that. The other thing, Tiffany, too, that just blows my mind is that while you're going through this tragedy, while you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, he knew beforehand, because he works from the end to the beginning, that this video was coming out, but he knew you had to go through those things to be broken as a vessel for this to be spilled out as a precious perfume for the entire world. Uh, the Lord had spoken to me, um, like when I first started getting a, a download of words for the song, I kind of I told the Lord, I'm like, you know, I'll write it down, but, you know, I, I, I don't know what you think I'm going to do with it. But the Lord clearly told me that he would take my pain and use it as a landing strip for others healing. But not knowing what the end result or or that I will ever even see the end result. But to be to this point, having walked through years of this process, it just blows my mind. (laughs) because number one, I don't have years experience of writing. I don't have a degree in literature, but I have a testimony. I have a story and I know there are others out there like me. I know there are others out there who hurt like I hurt. There are others out there who in their humanness don't have that relationship that I have with my father yet. So if there's anything that comes out of any part of my story to help someone else see the answer, then I'll surrender. And that's what it came down to. And I, as a matter of fact, when I started getting lyrics, Shannon was the first person to ever get it. She got, she got it in this like 
text message note on my notes on my iPhone. <laughs> and I'm like, Shannon, <laughs> look at this. <laughs> she texts me, she's like, okay, what is this? And I'm like, well, well, <laughs> I think we might have to do something with it. <laughs> and the thing is, is, you know, Chris is my husband and, and we live together. But he had no idea what I was doing. Like I literally was sitting here in the rocking chair and stuff was just going and going and going. I don't even know, but we were watching something on the TV. I was watching something on TV. He was probably watching the back of his eyelids and that's okay. I was <laughs> what I was getting, <laughs> but you know, and I sent it to Shannon and I'm like, just read through this. And then from there, the birthing process just took place and here's, here's the thing. <laughs> it came to fruition. <laughs> Here is what he said he would use. It's not the end. It's not the product end, but it is the tool that he told me he would use that my pain was not void and it wasn't empty, but that he would take it and turn it into something that would benefit someone else that felt that level of pain. And that was promise enough. That was promise <coughs> enough. I'm just sitting here soaking in everything that you're saying, just seeing the hand of God all over this and everything that you're doing with it and the way that he gave it to you and how all the resources came together for it yeah. to come about, to be released. And, I want to encourage those that are watching or listening uh, on the replay. Maybe you're on YouTube watching the YouTube live or you're listening to the audio stream. If you know somebody that needs this, maybe not necessarily you, maybe you're doing well right now and that that's good. Share this edition with somebody, the person who needs to see it and who needs to hear it. This is more than a video breakdown. This is more than just a live stream. We are here and I really believe that we've rolled up our sleeves this evening and we're doing some real ministry tonight. We've got some comments coming in from our uh, viewers and our listeners. Hey, and it's Will. And Will's weighing in and he says, brilliant with everything that's being said. Will, it's good to have you tonight. And also, too, for you, Will, we know what you're going through right now. And we do pray and decree healing over you, your life, and your family right now. There is so much brokenness that is going on. But here's the encouraging thing. In that brokenness, God has not forsaken you. He didn't forsake Tiffany. And look what came out of the experience. This beautiful video, soul-piercing song, and other people are going to be reached uh, through it. Your suffering is not in vain. And hey, no servant is above their master. And look at Jesus. Just take a look at Isaiah 50, uh, chapter 53. You know, He was acquainted with grief. He was acquainted with suffering. That's Jesus. And as we walk and get closer to him and become more like him, that is going to be probably something that you're going to become a little bit more familiar with, um, is that suffering, that grief, and that pain, because no servant, as I said, and as scripture says, is above his master. And that's just the way it is. That's the way that God designed it. And that allows us to be able to reach others and relate to others. And man, what a wonderful way to relate to others through music like you've done with this, this song, Shadow of Me. Chris, I have to pick on you for a minute. You've been, you've been awful quiet. <laughs> hey, and, and Will's weighing in. And, you know, Will does have a good point with this. Gifts come through suffering, like Suffering Gift, the name of his band. That, that is absolutely correct. Um, Chris, your vocals in this, your distorted vocals, man, they are amazing. What is it? That you're trying, what's the emotion that you're trying to convey through the vocals? What is the message through that part where you're singing? Um, yeah, I always like with every song that we do that has the distorted vocals, I always try to uh, capture the emotion, capture the passion, or or make a declaration, so to speak, um, depending on what song it is. But this particular song. Uh, it was definitely trying to capture the emotion of that broken place. And the, uh, you know, in the, the chorus is basically a prayer. 
you know, asking for God to take it away and take, take her away from that place. Um, so it's almost like an echo back. The scream is saying that, you know, it's only a shadow. It's only a shadow. It's only about a blip yeah. in time. <laughs> Tiffany, does Chris practice his vocals at the dinner table? Like, pass me the salt. <laughs> I won't say that he does that. <laughs> but, but there are times where, like, you know, you you are talking about, you know, loving what he did with his vocals and that where even he is insecure about the things that he Very. brings to the table. And I think it just goes to show when God has his hand on what you're doing and he's telling you to do something specific and you walk in obedience, the end result is his to control. Yes. And so I think like, even in that, because there are times where we'll walk into practice and he's like, I sound like I hit puberty. <laughs> and he's doing his screams and his voice will go hoarse. And he's like, Oh man, this is, this is, this is going to be rough tonight. But you know, to see even his end result in the insecurity, but seeing God's final say in that. We've got a blip in the video here. We got it. We got it locked up. We're experiencing a little bit of a technical Chris's difficulty. Bubbles. There they are. Okay. We're back. We lost you there for a second, Tiffany. We had a blip uh, in the internet connection, but uh, you were saying, uh, what was the last thing you just said about Chris's vocals? Nobody got Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's always a comedian in the group. There we go. <laughs> always. <laughs> hey, we've we've got a comment, and I want to go over this real quick. It's from Michael. He says, "Shadow of me reminded me of one of the very few times I heard." as close to an audible voice from God, our father, you don't live in so-and-so's shadow and, or so-and-so's shadow. All mentors at the time, you walk in mine, how powerful he is personal, uh, gift of peace, light and shade. And now y'all are in so many words describing the same conversation. May many hear it and uh, as deeply through your lives and song. We love y'all. Oh, thank you, Michael. <laughs> Michael, that, thank you very much. And Michelle, she's weighing in. She says, amazing song and video. Love it. Hey, Michelle, thank you for joining us this evening. <laughs> thank you for being with us. And um, a couple more questions I want to ask about this, uh, kind of dive into the video a little bit more. Uh, everything is just packed with symbolism in the video. And one of the things that I noticed at the beginning, because I've watched it several times, and there's always something new that I pick up on it is you've got the curtains in the background lightly blowing in the breeze. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that was just that somebody left a window open, but there might be something behind that. And then all of a sudden later on, Lexa comes from behind the curtains. What's going on with the curtains in the breeze and then Lexa coming out? From behind? So the thing about it is, is, we all have an opportunity to come out of darkness into the light and it's a choice we have to make. But what it also shows too, is that I don't know if you notice in the video, but at the very end, um, when the song is finishing before the thank you video, the thank you clip comes up, the curtains are gone. Yes, they are. Yes. They're yes. gone. And so <coughs> we can all come out from under, the dark. We can come out from behind the shadow. We can, we can walk in as lighted of a path as we choose to submit to and engage in because he's told us that it won't be easy, but our narrow path will be well lit because light overcomes dark. And that's important to remember that the, the path that he puts on us on to walk is not going to be an easy one. Mm -mm but it will be well lit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Michelle says, amen to that. You know, as you guys were doing this video and even after you completed the video and you released it, you know, 
Has God shown you or given you any insight into how he's going to use this medium in the future, the music video, not just yours, but other music videos from other bands? Because I mean, my goodness, you know, we go back to the eighties and, you know, like the heyday of music videos and, you know, everybody loved them, but most of the videos had absolutely nothing to do with the song that they were about, you know, supporting (laughs) at all. Um, How do you see God using music video as a tool? in general, to reach people with the gospel and a message of healing and peace and prosperity? I think it's a declaration declaration and a decree that comes from, especially music videos that are driven by, you know, by the Lord, mm-hmm. that it will touch an audience that needs it at the moment that they need it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's always a drawing. The Holy Spirit draws people to certain things when they need it. And as far as that video goes, I definitely pray that the Lord would use that as a tool to speak to someone who's walking in a path like that. But there's other videos that do that too. And, and I would agree with that too. I think that when you're suffering and you're struggling and you can, he, he draws us in, he pulls us into his presence where we can go and we can raise our hands in the hardest times of our life. And we can praise him and we can worship him and we can sing to him. And he fills us up with joy and with peace and he renews our minds. And then we're able to walk that out. I think one big thing to remember, too, though, is that God is in everything. There's no putting God in a box. So if God wants to use a a music video to reach a certain person, he's going to use a music video to reach a certain person. If he wants to use a cup of coffee, he's going to use a cup of coffee to reach someone. It all it is is a doorway. It's a connector. <laughs> a music video is nothing but a connection piece between God and the person watching the video. And I, I that's literally what we would all hope for this is that God would use it when he sees and his children are crying out that he would deliver it to them and use it as a way to deliver them from whatever they're in. It, that's all it is. It's just a connection point. I think, yep. I think visual, it, it, the visual part of it is, mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah. I think it's been important for quite a while, but I think with Chris, the Christian industry, I think it's uh, becoming more honest. Like the videos are, are being made more like what you see going on in the, in the, in the video, the visuals, are more close to what the song is about now. Yeah. I think it's going to get better as it goes on. Yeah. I, I think you're right, Chris. You know, I often think what, you know, the prophets, even the major prophets and the minor prophets back in the, you know, the uh, BC era, if they had a video camera and video editing capabilities, what they would have done with their prophecies, they probably would have been more than just written down, probably some visual aspect to it because the visual coupled with the audio, the, that visual, especially with your video, just really amplifies the message of the song because it matches. And Tiffany, I want to go back to you with something you just said. And it's something ju- that just hit me a second ago, too, because, man, when I was like 12, 13, I wanted my MTV. I wanted it so bad. But you know what? We had a problem. I lived in an area where we had a very you know small population in the neighborhood. They were like, you know, five of us and some goats and sheep, okay, and cows, and that was about it. They wouldn't wouldn't give us cable TV. They wouldn't give it. It just wasn't worth it for the cable TV company to provide it up there. But we had night tracks and all the other, you know, video shows that would come on like at night. And me and my family, we would stay up and watch music videos. Now, I've been watching MTV Rewind and some of the videos from the past trying to relive that nostalgia. And I'm like, what in the world was I watching? You know, some of these just don't make any sense. And this is the dumbest thing that I've ever seen with those videos from the 80s. But it comes down to connection point. And that just hit me. It allowed me to connect with the artists. And I think that was the allure in the 80s is it allowed people to connect with the artists at a different level than just through hearing them on the radio and listening to the um, eight track or cassette or vinyl LP <laughs> for that matter, whatever your medium of choice was. But with what you're saying is if a band that is 
is serving and being obedient to the Lord, that connection point through the video won't be to the artist, but it'll be to the Lord. Message, yeah, and the Lord, yeah. yeah. And I think, too, I, 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 I think another thing to say with that is that it makes you relatable. People want to know that you're not just on the stage or on the big screen doing what you do. I know that like when I'm watching TV, if I see something that says based on a true story, I'm a little more into inclined to watch that. And Chris is the exact same way. Like we would much prefer to watch a documentary where people are talking themselves or it says based on a true story, based on actual events, those things make sense to me. And I think that's where Christian artists now have a huge arena of potential. A lot of secular, yeah, a lot of secular radio stations, some of their stuff may be true experiences. I don't know. But if Christians can get a hold of their testimony and ask the Lord how he would have them deliver it, man, what an opportunity to speak the name of Jesus through actual events, relatable events. It makes you human to people who think you're way up here on this pedestal. They think the same thing about God, that he's untouchable. We're human too. We're touchable. We're very touchable. And we are relatable. We go through war just like you do. There's Just because we sing and we talk about God all the time doesn't mean that we don't have crap days. We have them all the time. But I think when you can take your testimony and be vulnerable and raw and approachable, I think that's where you reach people. I just think that's where you reach people. That's where truth really comes out. Yeah. And I think, I think also, um, um, Randall Broadhead oh, and man. the team, they just on every level were able to capture all that, you know, yeah. the, 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 the honesty of it all. And the, uh, yeah. And I, and I can honestly tell you that there were times where I was laying on the floor in the rocking chair Randall was on top of me, literally right there going, where are you at right now, Tiffany? Where are you at? Oh, wow. And and he's like, I need you to go back there. And I oh, literally wow. would have to go back there. So in doing all of these things, like he's like, I, I need you to stay right there. I need you to show me. Don't tell me. I want you to show me how you felt. That's what he did. But. On the other side of that, when we were rocking out and jamming, Randall was literally all over the place like a Mexican jumping bean going, I need more, I need more, give me energy, do this. <laughs> and we probably did it 50 times that day. <laughs> but the other thing about these guys is, yeah, you take all these things, but these guys prayed with us. They listened to what my heart was behind the message. They took what we said seriously. And I'm going to tell you, that's probably the one of the most humbling experiences as someone who was already vulnerable and knowing I was going to have to relive some things. I have never been cheered in my pain the way that Randall Broadhead did that day. <laughs> 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 Tim was actually sick during I was. the uh, the video making. Yeah. So it I was, hadn't eaten like that uh, week. Like I, I, I had no nourishment. I was literally battling the whole day with myself, just trying to make it through. And we probably did retake after retake. How many retakes did we probably do? <laughs> Don't even get me started. But I, mean, but I think it may help make it more real. I mean, just yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that was one thing. You know, walking into this experience. Oh, we're going to shoot a music video. <laughs> yeah, y'all are. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 hard work. You know, when you watch the video, it's like, oh yeah, they got together and they sang and did some stuff, and it's it's hard <laughs> yeah. hard work. Oh, we got goodness. some more. Yeah, we got some more comments that have come in. And Michelle says, yes, uh, so true, Tiffany, 100%. 
and that's in relation to what uh, the, the place that Christian artists are at right now and what they can do with the medium of video. And Scott Morgan also says very well said to that. I have to ask this. What was the most fun aspect of shooting Shadow of Me? Randall Brawlhead jumping yes. around like a Mexican jumping bean. <laughs> <laughs> <And now. laughs> Come on, I need more. I need more. Right there, I need more of that. Give me more of that. <laughs> their their tell encouragement it, tell to us. Yeah. Just during the whole thing was yeah. That was just it, it put us on a level where we could just have fun. Yeah. You know. It was a lot of literally sweat and tears on my part and reliving things, but to do it with uh, with a group of people who truly want the best for you out of this thing <clears throat> to see their hearts behind their work ethic was huge. They did not have to stop what they were doing with their own artists to do anything with us, but they did. They took the time. Jeff Parr hands down is one of the most general generous people I have ever met constantly asking us if we were okay. He knew I was sick. Is there anything I can get for you? What do you need? What can we do for you? Bought us food, like totally unexpected. Like we were just blown away by how kind they were. And to be on a professional level where they are and be connected to as many people as they are, but to be as humble as they are and kind I, we cannot say enough good things about them. We just cannot. We cannot say enough good things about them, their professionalism, their kindness. I, I don't. They are an absolute pleasure to work with. Um, I think we might have a cut in the audio again, but uh, working with Randall Broadhead and his team is just a wonderful experience. For those that were at Revelation Rock Fest last year, they handled the production aspect of the show, did an outstanding job, just outstanding people to, to be with. I did, I did manage to get some behind the, uh, behind the scenes photograph. I want to share it with everybody here. And uh, there, there we go. Chris, what, what in the world is going on there? Is that your monthly fumigation or yeah. and that's Jeff. That's Jeff. I see Jeff doing it right there. What What's going on in this picture? He was getting seen. I think that was really <laughs> Secretly killing all the germs. <laughs> there was lots of all in that smoke. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, that looks like so much fun. You know, it's always fun to see the behind the scenes because when you, you see yeah. the finished product, it's like, oh, yeah, the room was filled with smoke and it was awesome and everything. And then, you know, there's, there, there's uh, Jeff. Is that a vacuum like in reverse or something like that? That's <laughs> a smoke machine. <laughs> it's so neat to see that. Well, speaking of fun, and uh, let me go back. To, there we go back to the screen there. You guys are going to be back on stage this year. Get Revelation Rock Fest. You're going to be on stage just before Jennifer Benson and Ignescent. And this will be your third year at Rock Fest. What are you guys looking forward to the most this year when you come down to Charleston? Oh, my gosh. Fellowship with other yeah. people that have like-minded yeah. yeah, they love Jesus, and that's what they're there for. Anybody else? I think uh, the one thing working so with people ministerially, I love it. Yeah, I think um, we, we had talked about Rock Fest last year when we all got back, and um, I think the one thing we all agreed on was that there's true hearts in the ministry and wanting to see other people set free, and to be able to be a part of that um, is really humbling, and then. Not to mention that, you know, you get to know people and you connect with people. So it's kind of like a big family reunion. You show up and it's like, you know, you're, you're seeing friends that you hadn't seen in a year. It's time to catch up with them. And so I really love that. And I think all of us kind of feel that way about the, not only the professional admin team that's there setting everything up, but as well as like the artists and stuff that come in who have like minds, like we all do. It's, it's a community and. It's family. I am looking forward to seeing what Jesus is going to do this year. Oh yeah, it, it's going to be um, going to be. It's, I'm excited. Um, 
as Tiffany knows and the committee knows, we've been talking about the things that the Lord's been doing behind the scenes. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does on Saturday, May 13th at the Hanahan Amphitheater in Charleston, South Carolina. And you can get your tickets, as you saw at the bottom on the ticker, at Lithoscry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com. Unfortunately, we are out of time for the evening. We could do this for another few hours and just dive deeper into the word and do some more tracks. But hey, you're coming in late on this live stream and broadcast. Go ahead and go to the beginning and check out the video and track for The Last Trumpet's Shadow of Me. Go ahead and watch it on YouTube. Hit like. And speaking of YouTube, boy, thank you for everybody who subscribed over the past couple of weeks. Um, we are now up to 937 subscribers. We're only about 60-something away from the magic thousand we need to get. Um, to be monetized and uh, go ahead if you're watching on youtube right now hit the bell and subscribe and share it with your friends definitely share this edition with someone who you may know that might be going through the valley of the shadow of death at this time you know it's so appropriate because we're in 2023 and the number 23 speaks of death not necessarily always to the end but to new beginnings and to new life and that's what we pray for each of you TLT, thank you so much for joining us, and I'll be seeing you uh, real soon and seeing you on a conference call on Saturday. To our viewers and listeners, we will be back next week at the same time at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time uh, right here on YouTube and Facebook Live, and we're going to have Divine Martyr back. Usually I don't bring a band back so close to the last interview, but boy, they've got a video too that uh, everybody needs to see. And uh, Michael, thank you uh, for the platform support and backstage pass into these outreaches. Thank you, Michael, for joining us this evening. It's been a pleasure having you. And I pray peace and healing and decree peace and healing on all of our viewers and listeners. And until next week, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.